1: Yes, seriously. It is the get right right here on 1053 the fan. I'm Reginald Atatula. That's the fan fiend on Blake Elliott. We got Rodrigo Mendoza on the ones and twos. And you here on a newsworthy Wednesday evening in the Metroplex, I guess is the word that I'll use here. Uh, your Mavs are in action, but that's not what you're that's not what you're tuned in for at this very moment. It's your home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers, and your home of the Dallas Cowboys. And of course, we start this with the breaking news. That uh, that showed up probably about 15 minutes ago. Breaking news on 105 Through the Fan is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And like I mentioned, this uh from Adam Schefter um, of ESPN. Let's see if I can get this back in front of me and get this verbatim. Of course, he's the ESPN senior NFL insider. 15 minutes ago, tweeted this, and I'll read it verbatim. This just in. Dallas is not making a head coaching change and Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy is returning for the 2024 season per sources. Schefter went further to say Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy is now heading into the last year of his contract, which is not unusual for this organization. Dallas allowed former head coach Jason Garrett to coach into the last year of his deal as well, Um, which we were mentioning as we were talking in crosstalk there, Blake, your initial reactions to, you know, learning that Jerry Jones is not going to make a move despite how it seemed like everybody around the sports world felt after an embarrassing performance in the wildcard round at home versus the Green Bay Packers. Mike McCarthy remains uh, head coach. How, what are you feeling?
2: Life isn't fair. <laughs> that's, that's kind are of my, serious? That's kind of my initial reaction. And I completely understand the financials of it and one year left on his deal and all that. And I, I honestly thought that Jerry got so embarrassed at his home place, sold out, home playoff game, he goes, there's no way I can run it back. Because sometimes you have to put, in my personal opinion, the numbers aside, no coach has ever gone 12 wins three times in a row has gotten fired, but also no coach has done that and not make it, made it to an NFC championship game or a championship game in either conference. So the fact that he hasn't done that, the fact that he just got embarrassed by a seven seed who's never won a playoff game, and he decided to bring him back, or not technically bring him back, let him play out his contract, it's just kind of a, we're good enough. And it will keep the Cowboys relevant. That's kind of my I thought. Yep. Yep.
1: I, I there's there's so many thoughts racing through my head. Uh, you can always get get all your thoughts out on the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. Again, 877 881 1053 Um look, let's 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 work this out together. So, Mike McCarthy remains. I think the way that 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 game went. Let's ask this question because I, I ultimately the thing I'm trying to get to is what changes this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's what everybody who you know watches this Cowboys team feels. What changes mm-hmm. from this year to next year? Because as you mentioned, you had the consi- pretty consistent uh, regular season success of a 12 and five record over the last three seasons. We don't got to talk about 2020, right? We don't have to talk about that. Yep. But you have that, yes. You mm-hmm. have the fairly consistent um, postseason letdown, even though yep. not this, pa- you know, this past season you lost in the wildcard round. The season prior, you won in the wildcard round and then lost in the division round. Of Correct. course, getting smacked by the, your bullies, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and so the question then becomes what changes? Because last year, there was something to give you some level of hope right, um, in that, all right, well, Mike McCarthy is taking over the offensive duties, and so maybe that is the change that is necessary Um. to make this a serious organization or serious team on the field. And ultimately, nope, that, that, that was not it because this was not just – I'm going to go back to this Green Bay Packers game. Um. Th- this was not just a loss. It was an embarrassment. An, an embarrassment that you cannot just put at the feet of players. Thank you. An embarrassment that you cannot – in fact, like, you primarily you need to put at the feet of coaching staff because – you got embarrassed up and down because this feels almost a little too happy music. I apologize, but uh, embarrassed in such a way because Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur, the defensive and offensive uh, play callers respectively for the Packers, knew and understood your principles and your system so well that they counteracted it at every single move, right? Thank they you. knew your next step and they beat you to it consistently over and over and over again, showing that you are stale, um, that you're predictable, and that you're ultimately beatable when it comes to coaching. And so what changes with this team now that Mike McCarthy remains the head coach of this team? Because I think we have an understanding that Dak Prescott's contract situation, all those things, are, are put you in such a place where I don't know that you change. Also, just if you bring Mike McCarthy back, I think that is a tacit acknowledgment that we are trying to go for it in this space one more time um so what does change what in your mind can change what in your mind can get you to a place and I know I don't need you to get into detail because I, I don't know how much detail you could possibly have but like is there anything you could grasp at that looks at okay there is some upside to this decision of keeping him
2: um man I'm really having to put on my positive poly hat here right now yeah and I it's- look
1: I understand right like the, the, the tough part I'm putting you in a tough place because I'm asking you to have some level of optimism but maybe in a way this is just the answer is there isn't, right? And we can go from there. But I'm I'm just
2: trying to – because, again, I don't think this was about personnel, this loss. This was a – Yes, that's that's one yeah. thing. When you watch that game, everyone that watched it, it felt like outside of those first two plays with DeMarcus Lawrence and even, I think, the throw we got the sack and we had the Deron Bland uh, pass interference and they got free uh, a free first down. It felt like literally almost every rep we lost, especially on defense. It felt like as soon as a play was called, we were losing a rep. I mean – We had guys running 30 yards open, 40 yards open. At some point, it's not really just personnel. It wasn't like where they're running a go route and you're getting beat because you're not fast enough. They were outsmarting you and and being wide open. I can name 15 different times. Or Aaron Jones goes untouched up the middle. And it's like you knew that going into the game that Aaron Jones is going to kill you. And then you go in a dime package, a nickel package. Okay, we're going to give up the run and we should be better on the pass. No, we were even worse in the past. Okay, on offense, we should get some new schemes going. We're going against a weak pass defense that has the middle of the field that's open. You don't go to it more than like three times in the game. Michael Gallup and Jake Ferguson are your featured receivers, which is great and all, but where was CD and Cooks? Where Where was the correct game plan to get them involved? So, it felt like from a preparation point, from an offense, from a defense, from a special teams, they weren't prepared. And... We'll get into other reasons why later in the show, but I think I think Reggie hit it right on the nail. It does not feel like the Dallas Cowboys were not talented enough to win that game or they just missed one or two plays that are football, and that's why he lost the game. They look like they were not ready to play that football game. They look like their mentality was terrible. Me and Reggie were talking about it before the game, the body language on the sideline. Pick whatever player you want. It looked bad throughout the game. At some point, it has to go on to coaching. And when that guy is Mike McCarthy, who has shown you, I mean, I could read you stats all day on why the Cowboys should have been an NFC championship, maybe even a Super Bowl. So they should have at least won that game. To not even be in that game for five minutes is insane. That falls on coaching. I think it goes on both the head coach and the defensive coordinator who are both piss poor. So I don't know how you motivate your team with, hey, we're going to run it back with this guy that's let you down year after year. And especially, I don't think a big portion of the talent pool is going to change so I don't know what to point to. And I, I wouldn't have picked Mike. I get it from a logistical point of view of he's got one year left on his contract and going all in. But I I I'll be honest, I have no hope when it comes to Mike McCarthy being my head coach moving forward. I I would have zero hope. He would have to win the Super Bowl for me to be like it was a good. One. Literally anything else I'd feel like is a failure. All
1: right. L- let's get, let's go to Jared. Like, let's get to the heart of this, right? This news, and of course, if you're just joining us, the news is. That uh, Dallas is not going to make a head coaching change, right? It, the news is no news, right? In this instance, that uh, Mike McCarthy will remain in place. He will he will play out the final year, uh, or is he he's heading into the last year of his contract? I guess we don't know. Ultimately, that they're not going to extend him. Although that would be insane. That'd be, do you know what a slap in the face that would be? Of course, I'm talking about a hypothetical. I'm not suggesting that I have heard anything that would like don't don't lose your your mind behind that one particular. Um, but. Um, look man he is going into this final year I imagine that he is going to be kind of that lame duck head coach in this way and it's as Jerry Jones can you put yourself in Jerry Jones mindset because I tell Mm -hmm. myself that I've I've gotten out of the business of trying to predict what Jerry Jones will do because he he constantly 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 makes me feel stupid if I do but like what what is what's got to be the thought process in order to do this is it just like if you continue to put yourself in a successful or a somewhat successful circumstance where you're around the playoffs, eventually you win the games, right? Is that, is that the thought process here? Uh, because there is something to be said for the ways in which Mike McCarthy has guys in like the six days of the week that are not game day, right? The ways in which he manages a roster, the ways in which he takes care of the the, the, the health of his players, those types of things, the messaging that he brings, right? There's something to be said for that. But what, what is ultimately thought process? And is it as simple as I do not want to pay another head coach? Because, um, I look, I, I'm trying to figure it out, and I'm not coming up with great answers, Blake.
2: Yeah. The only thing that I can maybe put my finger on is Jerry's not getting any younger, and do I want to restart a whole new culture with a new head coach? Mike McCarthy knows the system. He's gotten me to the playoffs. We've been competitive every year, 12 wins stat this stat that undefeated the home in two years so i know we'll be in the conversation i know the media will talk about me i know the fans will talk about me and that's kind of the only thing i can put my finger on because i mean we were kind of talking about in this pregame i'm fine with us not being good or or figuring out a way to kind of clean house and restart whether that be head coach or whether it be coaching staff or personnel and it just feels like jerry's complacent with being just good enough people are still going to show up to cowboys games people are still going to support this team. Every game's going to be sold out. Every suite's going to be sold out. People are going to be there supporting this team no matter what. And that's really, at the end of the day, what, what matters most, in my opinion, to, to Jerry. It's not, what what can I do to get the most offensive moving coach or get in front of the times and get this hot, hot young defensive coordinator or this guy in the draft. And let me use a top draft pick for this. It's like, we'll be just good enough. We'll be just good enough. We'll make the playoffs. we we'll win. Great. I'm sure he wants to win. I don't think he's purposely trying to lose. But he's just like he's not putting all his eggs into that basket of championship, Super Bowl, or bust. It's selling tickets. Players having their own brand. Himself having his own brand. And I feel like you look at some of these other owners, and the only thing they care about is their team winning the Super Bowl. And I don't feel like that's Jerry's main ultimate focus, even though he might say it, say it out loud. I don't truthfully believe that.
1: It'll be interesting to see uh, how this continues to go because, again, Mike McCarthy will remain as the head coach of this team. Uh, Jerry Jones, is. it seems like you'll, you'll have him coach out on this final year of his deal. Um, someone points to the idea on the truckwreck.com text line that the difference that will have to be the defense in some way. Um obviously Dan Quinn is still like today he could he continued on with his, you know, coaching, um, you know, his coaching uh what's the right word? Uh interviews. Yeah, Thank interviews. you. Interviews. Interviews that he has for various head coaching jobs. He's
2: got a bunch. He got like four lined up this week.
1: <laughs> right. Um considering that I think a lot of people coming into at least this game even, even though like the last six weeks thereabouts, this defense has not been what it had been prior uh Dan Quinn was the darling of this coaching staff, right The people in that building love him, right That's one of the things that matters when it, all the way down to the players, but his actual like, you know his actual ability um, puts it in such where it's like I, I wonder what that does for his coaching prospects. I imagine that he's still going to be well desired in some ways. and also I imagine for him, he, he might be more willing to take a job now because, look, there's only so many times that you could look around and say, no, I do not want a job. And even with, I mean, I guess McCarthy staying, right? There's the only the guarantee of another year, right? Like, there's not a guarantee. This is a guy who is embattled, at least when it comes to us, us on the outside talking about him and Mike McCarthy. So there's not a guarantee he's here the year after. And there's no contractual um, guarantee there. I imagine that you probably lose your defensive coordinator this year. And Broadus brought up a great question. Who, what what good coordinator is going to sign up for that particular job of I'm going to come in, have that type of pressure yep, pressure, a lot of pressure and also not have probably not have a lot of runway. You're 100 percent right. There's oof, there's 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 so much to talk about. We're going to continue talking about that. We got you to 11 p.m. right here on 105 through the fan um, from the 682. Someone said Dan Quinn is overrated uh from the 956 someone said we need to stop watching games i know that there was someone earlier talking about that they thought the fans booing and leaving the third quarter would be enough
2: look oh they were booing loud too right it was loud yeah you were yes go pack go was the loudest thing i heard all game
1: yeah and i look i if there's one thing i thought moved jerry jones was getting embarrassed in front of company and
2: Oof, oof. You know yeah. he had all his little friends in the suite with him. We gonna
1: win this. Yeah, game. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I know, I know. He had to have been sick watching that game, but ultimately the decision is uh, Michael McCarthy will remain the head coach of this team for at the very least the next season, 2024 season. We'll keep talking about this as we go along. How do you want to play this? But like, do let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we might <laughs> we might rank the quarterbacks left in the playoffs, or we might keep talking about this. Um, we'll, we'll decide over the break. We'll be back right here on 105 through the fan. Contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation at com or call 214 or 817-333-3333. Yes, John Kuby. It's the Get Right Right here on 105 Through the Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. That's Blake Elliott. Yes, Sursky. Mendoza's on the ones and twos. And if you uh, haven't heard just yet, uh, Mike McCarthy will return as the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys. We learned of that probably about 30 minutes ago, maybe a little bit more um via adam schefter on twitter um and so yeah that's what we've been talking about we'll continue talking about that here um and in order to continue doing that jerry jones has actually released a statement um and this is so i'll read it verbatim um if you're driving please try not to roll your eyes just too hard you know be careful out there that's all all i ask of you um so yes this is again, remember, this is a quote or a statement from Jerry Jones and it begins, "Quote, I believe this team is very close and capable of achieving our ultimate goals and the best step forward for us will be with Mike McCarthy as our head coach. There's great benefit to continuing the team's progress under Mike's leadership as our head coach. Specifically, there are many layers of success that have occurred this season as a result of Mike's approach to leading this team, both with individual players and with our team collectively." Mike has the highest regular season winning percentage of any head coach in Cowboys history, and we will decide dedicate ourselves rather in partnership to him or in partnership with him to translating that into reaching our postseason goals. Uh, certainly, Mike's career has demonstrated postseason success at a high level, and we have great confidence that can continue. Further, our loss on Sunday is shared by everyone here, not just Coach McCarthy, our players, our coaches, our front office, myself. There's accountability for our results. I am accountable for our results. The lens we use to view and evaluate Coach McCarthy is holistic. While we are all disappointed with the result on Sunday and with our playoff record, I am 100% supportive of him as our head coach and ability to reach our goals. We will start our process of review and decision-making regarding everything that impacts our team and our roster. And while we're not going to address specific players and extensions or free agents at this point, it deserves our deepest review and consideration and it will get it close quote, that again is a statement from Dallas Cowboys owner, President and General Manager Jerry Jones regarding Mike McCarthy returning as the head coach. What what strikes you out of that particular statement?
2: Blake? Um, I mean, he, he's pretty much saying, I, I I like the point of him, the continued success that Mike McCarthy has shown with this team and the growth of specific players in the team, and I get that, and that's the hard part in all of this. We saw maybe Arguably the best Dak year. I mean, if you want to count his rookie year, but probably the best Dak year. No,
1: no, you can absolutely say that. Yeah, where he
2: was in the MVP race most of the year. Yeah. You saw easily the best CeeDee Lamb year, the best Cowboys receiver year.
1: Sure. That one gets a little tough because I wonder how much of that would have been development that happens. But I understand you. you, Yeah. As the play caller. that, that,
2: That combo right there was the best. We've seen it in quite recent memory. And... Okay, I'm and, going. To, I'm just going to continue playing devil's advocate.
1: Yeah, please. Right. There, there is something to be said for CeeDee Lamb had to go to him and respectfully say, get me the damn ball.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you you have a lot of this where Jerry is looking at, wow, we had a top five offense. We scored points like none other. If we just fix a couple things in the postseason, we're right there, which is true. This Cowboys team is not a bad football team. I think it's They're hard. Not. It's hard when you're looking at it and you're like, Oh, we got to move on as if we're a team that won three, three, four games and you need a new head coach, new GM, everything you want to blow the franchise up. They are consistently good. And that's the problem. The expectations are higher. You do not play for the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Detroit Lions before this year where you haven't won a game, a playoff game in three decades. You don't play for one of these Cleveland Browns that don't make the playoffs until the recent last year or two. You play for a franchise that has won back-to-back Super Bowls where the standard is high. Jerry Jones has seen back-to-back Super Bowls with his very own eyes. And he's also seen this team not make the playoffs. So I don't understand why he's okay with just being good enough. Like, you saw what it was. This isn't Mike McCarthy's first playoff game. This isn't the first time Mike McCarthy's had a home playoff game. This isn't the first time they've been in the wild card of divisional round. You've seen what has happened with this combination. It's not a guessing game anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why running it back, you think it'll be different. Now, I understand football is football. Crazy things can happen. And if it had been a one possession game, a, a fluke fumble, and you're like, hey, we did everything right, but things just didn't go our way on one play. Cool. I don't think anyone is up in arms that much. You got boat race by 50 in your own crib when you were the heavy favorite. And it was never close. So I don't understand what he sees in McCarthy of just – what I want to know, Reggie, maybe you can play devil's advocate on this. What what did J- what did Mike McCarthy say in that meeting with Jerry that motivated him to bring him back? Not bring him back, but you know, keep him and not move on from. Him. Like, hey, hey, Jerry, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, this offensive piece or this. I'm gonna hire this coordinator or like I don't know what he could have said that really invoked confidence in Jerry to say I'm gonna bring this guy back confidently. Put a statement out. He's the guy.
1: Well, okay, so. I think that th- that's a good question. Um, I, don't know that it's, I don't know that it would be specifically about what he says, but it seems like Jerry Jones is leaning on in this, in this quote. The, one of the things that jumps out to me is the, this quote, and I'm going to say it read it verbatim. Quote, the lens we use to view and evaluate Coach McCarthy is holistic. All right. That, that says a lot about the way that they're going about this and what I believe that tells us. Is that they are counting the regular season and how these these records come in, in into Mike McCarthy's favor, which in some ways you need to. But the problem that I continually have with that perspective is we are not the ones who set the parameter, Jerry Jones. You are the one who set the parameters.
2: Say it again, right?
1: Shoot. <laughs> I, I will. Okay, let's run it back. We are not the ones. I'm saying, you know, us in the media, on radio, TV, whatever, right? Uh, the fans on the outside, every, no one on the outside are the peoples who set these parameters, right? Maybe you could say the parameters are set by everybody on the outside simply just out of expectations of having a team that tries to win, right? And if that's the case, well, then what the hell are we doing here, right? If that's some level of issue. Jerry Jones, when he hires Mike McCarthy and puts it in the context of this is a uh, coach that has won a Super Bowl before. In fact, again, he comes back to the idea that Mike has the highest regular season winning, uh, blah, 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 right, right, all these (laughs) things. Certainly, Mike's career has demonstrated postseason success, right? Again, you are the one who continues to put this in that framework, and when you put it in that framework and you have these postseason, you know, debacles, I think is the word that you have to use here, then I don't... it's to be expected that everyone is going to be upset that now it does not seem like that is the framework and the rubric that you're ultimately using. And what this calls into question is the leadership's um, decision-making process. Yep. And the thing that I scoff at, right. And I, I try not to openly scoff because look, I ain't that big to be out here challenging folks in positions of, of like noted power. However, the idea Right. That Jerry Jones gets out here and says uh, there is accountability for our results. I am accountable for our results. No, no, you aren't. In what way? Like, that's one of the things that really gets under my skin. And like in this circumstance, of course, but in a lot of different circumstances, when people like, you know, do something wrong, particularly, you know, like people make a faux pas of some sorts and obviously bigger than a faux pas. But like people do something wrong in the public eye and they get up in front of that lectern and that podium in front of the cameras and they're like, I accept responsibility for my actions. What kind of responsibility ultimately do you get? Nothing. It's just lip service. That's not accountability. That's not responsibility. And that's what Jerry Jones does time and time again when it comes to these things, saying, I accept responsibility and I take accountability. What does that accountability look like?
2: Yeah. And you look at the and I and I know what Jerry's pointing to. I, I actually I get his point of view, I don't agree with it, but I get it. He's looking at the last three seasons. Who has the most wins in the NFL as a head coach? It's Andy Reid and Mike and Mike McCarthy second. And he's like. That's money. That's consistency. We might not win the big one, but who really cares? And I just feel like that's the problem right there. If if Mike had have been, honestly, I can't even say if Mike was lower because we saw with Jason Garrett, he kept on to him with just these average seasons every year. So God, now he has someone that that's above eight wins. That's getting you 12 wins, and you're in the power rankings high every year, and all the national shows are talking about you, and we're talking about you heavily on the radio, and – all things are going well and then when it falls apart it's even more money in Jerry's pocket because everybody's talking about
1: him. you you know what this reminds me of is something that I say a lot when we start talking about when we get to like Black uh, Monday right that time of year um, and not just around this team but just anyone you know what the biggest deciding factor on whether a whether you hire or fire a particular coach is whether you want to Mm -hmm. and all That that is the biggest thing here. Jerry Jones did not want to fire Mike McCarthy, right? Like, you talk about all these other things, but ultimately Jerry Jones did not want to fire him. And the idea that you are in such a place where it's just some level of we just need a tweak to get to ultimately reach the goal Right. And I guess let me go back to the quote to try and use his words, quote, while we are all disappointed with the result on Sunday and with our playoff record, I am 100 percent supportive of him as our head, our head coach and ability to reach our goals. Close quote. And of course, I'm quoting from the the statement that Jerry Jones put out early uh, just recently. I think that this the one I'm reading in particular was tweeted out by Calvin Watkins. Um, as of 7, 18 p.m., as we found out less than an hour ago that Jerry Jones has elected to retain the services or, you know, keep the services of uh, Mike McCarthy as head coach, um, right? Like, wh- the, the question I continually res- go to is, like, what in your process makes you believe that that success will happen? Because I can, I can somewhat understand if you look at the fact that, like, hey, man, the numbers have continued to be good and this team – but the problem that I constantly face is like the issues with McCarthy remain there, right? It's not a, really a,
2: an X's and O's thing.
1: Well, there there is some X's and O's in this. That's is an issue, right? Like yeah. uh Joe Barry, who had a defense that was bottom third in the league. Oh, um that which, game was bad all the time. Right. Case. And I guess again, the idea that a single defense is or a single defensive performance is not going to be the end all be all. That's one of the things that we know here. But like one of the things that you saw, and one of the is- one of the issues that Mike McCarthy has had over his tenure as a head coach, particularly talk about going back to Green Bay, one of the things that folks in Green Bay will tell you is that it gets stale. It gets predictable. What happened in that Green Bay game is that it got stale, it got predictable. You got Jair Alexander jumping routes because he knows exactly what's happening because Joe Barry's putting his players in those positions to be able to take advantage. Of those things like uh, the point I'm making is like these are issues that are long standing for Mike McCarthy when it gets to the highest levels of this. And so the idea I I'm not I don't feel comfortable that that shifts um, just coming into next year. Like those those seem to be some of the things that stand between your team and being successful. There's there's that level of making the margins thinner because you can be predictable with your offense there's also the the you know your team not playing up to their potential which as much as he can galvanize his players when it comes to the regular season right and I understand some people go the players themselves have to motivate themselves but the responsibility and the onus is on the coach and if you are not playing up to your potential that falls on him and that that is something that you could say year over year when you get into these postseasons with Mike McCarthy but ultimately again the the biggest factor in making this decision is want to and it's very clear where jerry jones want to lies
2: and, and where i was getting to with that it's not just all x's and o's is when you look at this team in a regular season they produced high level numbers if you're just looking straight numbers epa per play passing offense total yardage okay. points per game like they could do that it, it's situational stuff it's getting the team motivated it's my my biggest thing is you can have all that great stuff. And I read out stats a couple days ago about why the Cowboys are going to go X, Y, and Z far in the playoffs. But does anybody listening to this radio station, when the Cowboys are down at any point this season felt confident they were going to come back? And that and that a lot has to do not about a random player on the defense or a random offensive tackle. That's about the head coach and the quarterback. When it comes to really, really mounting a comeback, can my coach motivate the team, keep everybody dialed in? keep everybody focused, keep everybody believing that I'm going to play call and make sure the team stays under reins, make sure the team stays focused, and do I believe in that quarterback to go make play after play to bring us back? And I don't think anyone who's listening to this station right now believes Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott at any point next year, especially in the postseason, but we'll even say the regular season, can be down in a game, get punched in the mouth, and feel confident that that football team has enough grit to come back in a football game and win it. And because, like, we know they can score points in front run and, and beat bad teams. That's not a secret. I'm not going to care if they beat every under 500 team 5,000 to zero. It doesn't matter. Because when you play a team, the Shanahan tree, McDaniels, uh, Shanahan, um, I think McVay, one other person, he's like 0-6 versus them. Teams that use high motion rate, they, they don't know what to do. And I'm not saying – I know that's more on the defensive coordinator, but Mike McCarthy is the coach. At the end of the day, hey – I realize every time we play a team that runs motion, we suck. Let me fix it. Let me tell Dan Quinn, let's do this differently. Let me show him what what's happening on the film. At some point, the head coach is accountable for the whole team. We talk about it all the time. The head coach is not just calling the offense or not just, I'm doing this and you are the coach of everything. How the team practices, how the interpersonal relationships are, how they show up for team meetings, how focused they are, what's the discipline like? You're responsible for that at the end of the day, fair or not fair, you signed up for this job. And it just doesn't seem like you're ready. And, Rego, do you have that clip ready for me? This, this little 30-second quip when Mike McCarthy got hired should have been a telltale sign of what kind of coach we were going to get in the future. Rigo, could you play that clip? I need to confess. I mean, I told Jerry I watched every play of the 2019 season, but I wanted the job. So, uh, uh, I, 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 have, I, I haven't watched every play of the season, but... It, it was just, uh, I mean, you do what you got to do, right? <laughs> Reactions, Reg?
1: Oh no, that that one, that one annoyed me a good amount. But like, I think the the more annoying thing about that particular portion of Mike McCarthy's hiring was more just the idea of the, he he did that to an ends of almost kind of washing his. I guess, persona, right? Like that feels like not the best way of saying it, but that's for lack of a better way of saying it, right? Like he did that to, you know, gussy up his, his, you know, what he was selling, right, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And the idea that I keep coming back to is like, I am not seeing a level of innovation in what he brings. And one of the things we talked about, right, like previously, there were some questions as to what exactly does Mike McCarthy do, um, and I was like, one of the things that I thought would be interesting this season is that making him the offensive coordinator would give you something directly to grade him on. And I think the tough part about that is you, we've set it up in town. They have been a good team this past season. But the, you can see the issues that arise in certain moments and big time moments when it comes to this team. And I think one of the issues is that like predictability. I don't know. I don't know that that gets better. And ultimately, look, we spent a couple of segments talking about this. We've gone up and down, right? But the fact of the matter is Mike McCarthy is going to be the head coach of this Cowboys team this coming season. And so with that being in the case, now this is where, Mike McC- or where Jerry Jones actually really does have to take a level of accountability in a tangible way or as, most, as, as tangible a way as you could possibly get, which is... Now you got to you've got to do the things to make the most of all the other things around him because this is your decision for him to be here. Um and it's I mean we we will see how this goes. Like that is that is now the portion to watch. We are in the offseason season for these Cowboys putting this team together in a place uh, to allow them to be successful is going to be the thing and I think most people would look around and say for the most part this team has done a decent job at putting together talent you, apparently, you need to be even better in that risk regard. Um, seeing as the the apparatus that you have with the coaching is going to remain the same, at least with the head coach, right? The defensive coordinator, we have a strong feeling is probably not going to be there. We'll see how that falls. But Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the of the Dallas Cowboys, Woo! at the least one more year.
2: Let's go twelve and six, baby. Here we go.
1: Yeah, from the eight three zero. Okay, let's move on. What do what do we draft in round one? That will be the conversation, right? Like, that will be the conversation as we move it along. It's to Get Right right here on 105.3, The Fan, coming up next. Let's go around the NFL, talk about something else in the National Football League than the Cowboys and their head coach. We'll do it next on The Fan.
2: Hey, summertime is maybe good. Sometimes is maybe
1: So get right right here on 1053 the fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. That, that is the fan Phenom, Ellie. Yes, Hersky. Uh Rodrigo Mendoza is on the ones and twos for us. Thank you for rocking. Thank you, yeah, for rocking with us here on 105 Through the Fan. You're home of the Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Your Dallas Mavericks in action tonight in uh at the crypto.com arena in Los Angeles. They'll take they're taking on the Lakers currently lead eight to six uh pretty early in the first quarter there. Luka Doncic is playing in this contest, so That's that's a good thing to see on a national TV game.
2: Um, This might be the best, our our lineup, our best lineup being out there. The Derrick Jones Jr., Kyrie, yeah,
1: it definitely is the lineup that uh, Jason Kidd has talked about as like the preferred starting one at this point in time. Again, you mentioned Kyrie, Luca, Derrick Lively, uh, Dante Exum, and Derrick Jones. Well, actually, Dante Exum is not in this one right now. It's Tim Hardaway Jr. at this moment but Derrick Jones Jr. also on the floor. We'll give you updates as we can during the program. Also, just wanted to give you this note. Jane Slater tweeted out that I thought was interesting. She said, for people that don't understand, this one year left on Mike McCarthy's contract, and he hasn't lost the locker room. In fact, guys were very supportive of his return. Those were powerful pieces when Jerry Jones weighed this decision. I'm
2: sure sure they were. Yeah. Because, you know, my biggest problem is, Reggie, I know we're about to talk about something. I just want to get this in. Go ahead. Mike McCarthy is a player's coach. That's from the outside looking in. This is me speculating. I'm, I'm not in that locker room every single day, so I could be completely wrong. But from what I've seen and from what I've heard, he makes the players feel well about themselves. So I'm sure they were happy that the guy that's not going to really hold them accountable is coming back because what's better, a teacher that doesn't hold you accountable and just, hey, you're, you're, you're doing good. I'll give you the answer. Don't even worry. But don't, don't worry about studying. I'll give you the answers. Yeah, practice. You, know, you don't got to show the practice. You can rest this day. You're You're good. So I'm sure they didn't want a hard-nosed coach that's going to come in and tell the guys that they're wrong or tell your best player he's not showing up in the biggest game. I'm looking at you, Micah Parsons, and, and someone get on him. This team is coddled, man. They're, they're, they're comfortable with being mediocre.
1: Well, we'll continue that conversation as we move along, but right now it's time to go around the NFL here on The Get Right. Um, I'll begin with coaching news in the, in the NFC East. <laughs> well, I guess technically no longer in the NFC's. Ron Rivera is uh, no longer a head coach in the NFL as the the Washington commanders decided to, uh, you know, let him go from his duties as the head coach um, there. He has been talking a little bit in what he does next. Right. Um, and apparently, you know, as again, he was fired earlier Ron Rivera said that he's had conversations with some people and some teams and is waiting to see what happens over the next week. Apparently, he is not done with coaching to the point of he'd be willing to do so as a defensive coordinator.
2: Okay, Ron.
1: Uh, Blake, do you think that that would be a good idea for any team
2: to hire Ron Rivera Uh, as uh, the defensive coordinator? mm, I'm sure he would be better in a limited role. With the defensive coordinator, do I think it's the number one hire for teams? I would have supposed not. But I think it's smart on him realizing, hey, I'm probably not in line to be in one of these top head coaching positions. Let me limit myself and be a D coordinator. And I think he might be one of those late ads by a team that's like, ah, we don't really want to go with someone new. Let's go with someone who's been done this before um, and go ahead and sign uh, old Ronnie Riverboat Ron. But um, he wouldn't be my top candidate, but I think it's smart on him by limiting. Um, kind of getting more in a, in a small sample size rather than the head coaching pool. Well, I, I just don't know. I don't know that
1: um, he has stayed on the cusp of coaching when it comes to defense. But, look, I wonder if, if there is a team. Like, I know that at head coach, you know, when we start talking about prestige and those things, I do wonder if Ron Rivera still carries that kind of, I don't know, uh, gravitas, that kind of, like, you know, uh, big persona when it comes to defense uh, specifically so it'll be interesting to see if he ultimately is able to land a job when it comes down to uh to that being a coordinator it'd be really weird to see him going back to that place as he's been a head coach for a very long time in the national football league um it reminds me you know one of the things that reminds me is just like the dudes that coach football are different like you have to have a different level of passion for this to do this because you're around thing I mean, I feel like Ron Rivera has a you know pretty established name when it comes to doing this. I feel like he's made a lot of money. At this point, he is not a spring chicken, right? Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera is how old at this point? 62 years old. I guess he's not the oldest guy around by any means. But I do wonder if like at some point you just go, hey, man, all right, we've done it. All right, we, we we go do something else. No, these football guys love it. They want to remain with it. They don't know how to walk away. Um, and although Elsewhere around the NFL, if we're talking about coaching news, uh, the Saints did retain Dennis Allen as the head coach. Um, Mickey Loomis was talking today about why exactly he did that, and it'll be cut number four. He gave a really interesting reasoning as to why he has kept head coach Dennis Allen as the head coach there. Bill Belichick.
0: Here's his first three seasons, 6 and 10, 7 and 9, 7 and 9. Tom Landry, 0 and 11, 4 and 9, 5 and 8, 4 and 10, 5 and 8. Hall of Fame coaches, all of them. Bill Walsh, first year, 2 and 14, second year, 6 and 10. So I think the easy thing to do is just look at the results and say, oh, no, we've got to have a change. you got to look beyond that. You know, what are the reasons why we were 9 and 8 instead of, you know, 13 and 4? And... Look, it's, it's collective. It's the players, it's the coaches, it's me, it's our personnel staff, our roster, it's variables, sometimes that we don't have any control of. Um, and so I, I my assessment is Dennis Allen is a good coach. And again, you know, with Sean Payton, we went 10 and 6 the first year, but then we were 7 and 9, 8 and 8. And I heard some of the same noise. But at the time, I knew we had a good football coach. And so I think sometimes the hard thing to do is to be patient and recognize your other shortcomings and get those fixed, and that's what we're doing.
2: Is he chewing gum yes. in his interview? I was like, yes, I'm he hearing something <laughs> in my ear. Oh yes, my. he is. Very loudly, in fact. Uh, which, that was the most annoying thing about that whole
1: clip. I was just like, <laughs> in my ear, I was like, Ugh. uh. What do you think about, obviously, yes, that was very annoying. What do you think about Mickey Loomis pointing to? Hey, man, Chuck Noll and Bill Belichick and Tom Landry ain't start off strong, so maybe, just maybe, Dennis Allen is the new Bill Belichick or Tom Landry?
2: <laughs> I mean, ask uh, ask Jameis that question. I think that's enough. We'll just go ask Jameis what he thinks. What
1: was that uh, laugh again? Yeah, I, uh, I don't <laughs> know. I turn into Woody Woodpecker or something. I don't know exactly. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa for a
2: minute. That uh, was my little fake laugh. I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. This is I don't. I'm, I don't. I'm not in the Saints organization. It looks like those guys don't exactly respect Dennis Allen. I think we've heard multiple things of that team not being the most collective team, and especially you saw on that little. Fourth, not fourth down, that little goal line play with um, him deciding that whatever what, the victory formation, yeah, whatever coach called wasn't good enough. And we know better. And the players decide and everyone took Jameis aside instead of D.A. side, which is interesting. Um, but hey, man, run it back. I, I, it's great because the NFC South can keep me in poverty. So I'm all for it. I think they made some other um, changes to their coaching staff that I think were the bigger part of the problem because i think their defense has been stout the last couple years but it's been the offensive side of the ball that's been porous so
1: yeah and pete carmichael no longer there so look ultimately he'll get a a, a third uh, year as the head coach there in um, new orleans first season went seven and ten nine and eight in the second season so there you go uh he remains there i don't know i haven't seen anything particularly inspiring but i guess you mentioned he is a defensive guy the defense has looked solid for the most part so We'll see. We'll see how that ultimately goes for the Saints and Dennis Allen. Elsewhere around the NFL, how about Baker Mayfield?
2: Baker Mania! In the
1: second round of these playoffs, they are, you know, him and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are supposed to be traveling up to Detroit to take on the Lions in the divisional round. And Lions defensive back C.J. Gardner-Johnson, you know, started the talk in a way. By saying, "quote this group is this group is uh, wide receivers uh, in Tampa is probably one of the better groups we've faced all year besides that Tampa group," um, or I guess this was earlier. Um, and he said, "If you give that Tampa group a good quarterback, that's a great group. Evans, Godwin, Gage, that's a great group. I played against them for real." Um, and Baker Mayfield responded to that this week and earlier today actually by saying, um, "I mean, I don't think he's really watched the film because he mentioned Russell Gage and you know." We have – oh, uh, actually, let me see. You know we love Russell, but he hasn't played a play snap this year for us. He must be going off the preseason stuff the media was talking about. Wow. But he didn't play our first game, so I'm excited to see him. I think he's a really good player.
2: Ooh, yeah, you got to pay attention. You got to look at the depth chart. You got to look at the film. Um, see, if we were to do that, you know, it's okay. It's, people will laugh at us. Uh, I don't uh, think it's okay. People would be real, mad, no, real pe- mad. But I'm saying if we name someone that's done on IR, people might laugh at us or whatever. But we're, we don't got to go out there and play. We don't. We don't got to line up across the dude. We can. We're sitting here in this comfy little chairs in the Odyssey Tower. You got to go play, buddy. And not knowing what's going on out there is not a good look. And I would love nothing more than the Bucks to beat the Lions because you know ball don't lie. All that controversy, all about the eligible, not eligible. and the Lions went further than the Cowboys in the playoffs. So I'm a little salty. So I would love for them to go home and no, and nobody in that uh, little spot win and. The Bucks, they look hot, man. They're not, like, the most talented roster. But sometimes it's just getting hot at the right time. There is
1: still, still a rather talented roster in there. Um, and, I mean, look, Baker deserves a lot of credit. He's looked a, a lot better than, I mean, the year when he has the shoulder injury. And that ends up being a big issue for him. But one thing I know about Baker May- Mayfield is he loves, like, having a grudge to hold on to that he could try and use, like, as a chip on his shoulder, right? You know, remember when he lost his job to Davis Webb and, you know— he, when it transferred, and like he's he's always had that short guy in him, and then he got to the league, and somehow still try to keep that that shoulder on his uh the chip on his shoulder. Yep. C.J. Gardner Johnson gave him an opportunity. This this is a real uh, bona fide grudge that he can carry it to this game. So I imagine Baker Mayfield probably gonna ball to the best of his abilities in this one. One as long more, as be- he got his
2: smelling salts. He's good.
1: There you go. That's right. One more before we go. Uh, how about this from TIAA Bank Field? Do you know what what stadium that is? What what NFL team they house there? T-I-A-A Bank I, 100%
2: Field. 100% of her. Can I get a conference? I should know this. It but. is in
1: the AFC. Ooh. AFC South. The Titans. Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. No problem. Honestly, I wasn't going to make that into a whole game, and then you asked for a conference, and I was like, oh, gosh, all right, we got to take this all the way. But, yes, the, the Jags, uh, they sent out an email to their fans, you know, just asking them how the experience was at, uh, at the stadium on Saturday for the wild card game. Did you notice anything wrong there? They weren't, um, they weren't in it. Yeah, they didn't play a rail car game. So uh, <laughs> the hospitality of the stadium
2: was like, yo, how did you enjoy your experience? And uh, fans were like, hey, yo, what you be? What experience? At least they didn't have to see their team lose. What's worse, going to the playoffs and getting bounced first round or like losing the week before? I don't know. Ask the Cowboys. All right. Okay. That's right. around the
1: NFL. All right. Here on the Get Right on <laughs> three. The Fan. Uh, coming up next, how about how about this? Let's talk about wild card playoff, or sorry, uh, divisional round playoff football. Let's rank the quarterbacks that remain. Okay. How's that sound? Let's
2: do it. We'll do need that, something fun.
1: Yeah. Let's have fun with it. We'll do it next. Tune in is the audio
0: platform with something for everyone news. In order to secure convictions
1: in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports.
2: Got clock
0: at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, I'm And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, oh.